0: morning aurora good morning aurora the time is 6:56 a.m you are listening to good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast we got a great fun and artistic interview coming up after the sound of my voice uh, and as you guys know we do live news every morning so we'll be live here on facebook coming up pretty soon at eight o'clock a.m. Quick topics and headlines for you guys. Don't forget Mutual Grounds Walk of Hope, Sunday, May 16th. That's downtown downtown, downtown Batavia on the Riverwalk, 140 1st Street. Registration and check-in is at 10 a.m. Shouts out to Mutual Ground. There's a lot you can do to get involved. The My Superpowers Foundation is hosting a dog blanket making event to benefit rescued rascals. It's a free event and open to kids ages 5 to 18. This is uh, free, but space is limited due to social distancing restrictions. Kids are going to be making dog blankets, no-sew blankets, easy to make and needed by dogs that are in shelters. Dogs that are less stressed are more likely to be adopted. Shouts out. Uh, so the blankets are donated to Rescued Rascals, and Rescued Rascals is a nonprofit with a simple mission to save unwanted, abandoned, abused, and neglected dogs by placing them into loving forever homes. Shouts out to them, and this will be Saturday, May 15th at Heritage Harley-Davidson in Lyle. Very cool. There's going to be two sessions to accommodate uh, as many kids as possible, one at 11 a.m. and one at 1 P.M. Sign-up and registration is on our Facebook page. Go over and holla. Montgomery-based Fox Valley Habitat for Humanity from Humanity uh, they're going to break ground for the next home at 1 p.m. Saturday, the first at 654 Spruce Street in Aurora. The public is invited to that, according to Habitat homeowner. Uh, excuse me, Habitat homeowner Barbara Ziegel. Who is the habitat and funds marketing coordinator they will be there rain or shine shouts out the next first friday is going to be in downtown aurora happening and it'll be may 7th come on out for a good time you might even see your favorite neighborhood radio host out there doing his thing Don't forget a live teen center on that day is going to have Hot Wheels Super Track Racing. Ooh, shouts out. That'll be at 78 South LaSalle Street on Historic Auto Road from 630 to 8 o'clock p.m. Go check it out. Masks and social distancing rules apply. The updated list of everything that's happening in downtown Aurora on First Friday is out on Aurora Downtown's website, auroradowntown.org. Check it out. Shouts out to those friends of ours. Also, lastly, Aurora Central Catholic, don't forget that even through, oh, what up, um, even through the first, that's the virtual 25th annual Super Saturday Night fundraiser, don't forget, it's called Silver Lining, that's this year's theme. Uh, Aurora Central Catholic School is a, uh, a school committed to the spiritual formation and education of young adults in the Fox Valley area for over 50 years, shouts out to them and all they do. Don't don't forget to subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes, and Google Podcasts as well. We've got so much, so much, so much more coming. So continue to stay tuned to us. We appreciate you guys. Shout out to all our listeners, fans, and subscribers. You guys have a blessed day. Head on over to Facebook. We're about to go in. And that is the news.
1: brother. Good morning. How
0: are you? I'm all right. Good to see you. Nice to be seen. On this rainy day. Hey, just a little liquid sunshine, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks for taking a moment to sit down with us. I'm honored. I'm
1: glad to to be on the show. I listen. Big, big listener of your podcast. So yeah,
0: much appreciated. Uh, So for our listeners and our viewers, let us know who you are and where you're from.
1: Um, My name is Lou Gabriel, but it's aka Thalo Halo. I'm an artist. Um, I'm currently living in Geneva. I've lived okay. in Geneva for 18 years. I'm f- originally from the area. Grew up in Addison. Went to Glendale North High School. Okay. Uh, you know, just I'm a local Midwestern kid. Uh, moved away for a little while. Went to art school down in Florida, but eventually made my way back here. So uh, yeah. Very cool. Um, and you are? How would you describe your art style? It it's interesting. Okay, so. I'm going to back up a little. I've been sure. painting for a while. Okay. I've been um, uh, you know, I've been painting my whole life. And I took a little bit of a break because we had a kid. You know, and just priorities shift and everything else. Sure. My daughter's eight, uh, 18, going to be 19 May 5th. And when I came back, I started cartooning, just like sketchbook. Just grabbed a sketchbook. I'm like, hey, I need to get back into this art thing. So I start doing a sketchbook, and okay. I think it, I think it was my daughter who suggested, "Oh, maybe you should post some of these on Instagram." This was like four years ago,
0: okay.
1: and I started doing a little bit more, and then I started really trying to figure out because I used to be a, a painter. Used to have shows, um, big portrait pieces, right? Uh, but very pop art, very colorful, and um, I started just doing cartooning in a sketchbook, just half hour, hour a night. Just that's all really I had time for. And I started posting on Instagram, and I started meeting people, and I started changing. Mm-hmm. So getting a long-winded way to get around. what Every year, every January, no matter what I do throughout the year, I kind of stop and go, I'm going to do something different. Okay, Because there's so many artists out there that don't evolve. And I had a really great, um, didn't have a great art um, our college experience, but I had a great professor and the one guy said, Evolve or die. Keep going, find your voice. Don't be comfortable at what you're doing. If you're comfortable, that means, you know, especially when you're young. So how I would describe my work currently is imagine a graffiti mural on a canvas that you could take home with you. Right. Because I'm a blue collar kid. I'm from the area. My parents, my dad was in construction. My mom was a homemaker. Then she became an, a, a bookkeeper. We weren't going to gallery type of folks. Right. You know, we were just like very, you know, like I said, my dad was in construction. We've got very southern roots. Not, not you know, we weren't going to the art institute during art opening. So the only art that I really saw on a real life basis was. Watching trains go by mm-hmm. and looking at the cool... I was like, that that to me was art. Because, right. you know, like all these Rembrandts and all... Those are some dead old men that I've never met. And, you know, those are fancy people. Sure. Guys, I knew anything painted on a train. Somebody did that. Somebody living. Somebody, you know... And I, I always loved the colors. I always loved type. I always loved, you know, just everything about it. Right. Not the illegal part. Don't, you know, don't condone that. But... So my current style is very, I took my portraiture that I used to do, but then incorporated graffiti type and a lot of that feel to it. So it's like, literally, if you, you know, take one of my canvases, each one of them could be a giant mural. Right. I've noticed that. But it's something that I wanted you to have in your home. I wanted it, you know, for a lot of contemporary people, it's like, hey, I like art. But a lot of the art options for people, well, there's colorful abstracts or there's this. There's not a lot of people that do what I do that, like I said, I, when I look at the canvas, I look at it as, hey, this is a mural. This is going to be a big thing. Everyone's going to see it. Well, how would I design it? And, you know, I, I'm a big advocate of pop culture, superhero stuff, all that. I'm a big, big old nerd from way back in the day, mm-hmm. way before nerd culture was cool. And... So, I try to incorporate every, all of my experience, and that, that's where I came up with this new style. It started in January. Okay. So, everything that you see, uh, all my new paintings, really, it's not like I've got four or five years' backlog of that work. Every year, like last year's stuff, I was evolving to this. Last yeah. year was pop culture, but I was incorporating a lot of flowers. It it it's all a developmental stage. If you look at my Instagram and you feed down, you can see the evolution oh, I can see of, yeah. of, of yeah. what I did.
0: That's the thing about Instagram too, from an artist's perspective too, when you put your work on there, it provides an aesthetic pleasure when you're looking at it. Like you can, you know, depending on mm-hmm. if you are trying to post and have that evolution, you can see that in an artist of what they're doing. I, I do like that. I follow a bunch beside yourself on Instagram mm-hmm. and I can see like, okay, you know, Last year in August, you know, this person was doing this. Now I see a little bit more robust style, looks a little bit more bold. I'm seeing um uh you know, depending on the artist, seeing yeah, more yeah. pastels now as opposed to oil. It, yeah.
1: It, it's all about the evolution. And the reason some people cause if you look at my Instagram page, if you the the early posts mm-hmm. are cringy, are really bad. And I keep them on for a reason. A lot of some people have asked me, and it's like well, you're trying to get in. Why don't you get rid of some of your old artwork or why do you only keep them? And I'm like, no, I want people to see the evolution. And also, I talk to a lot of young artists on Instagram. I do live streams, I do group live streams with people, and they're like, hey, you know, you're further along than I am. You know, how did you get good or how do you do this? And I'm like, look at my early stuff. I wasn't good. Right. It's that Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours rule. Put in the time. You will get better. There's no magic trick to it. It, Amen. It's it's hard work, and it goes across in any field. If you want to do something, put in the hard work. It's it's very easy to say I'm an artist. We're not in a union. Anybody could just go. I'm an artist. Right. Great. But what do you do? How much do you work? I mean, I've done over 500 canvases, and I'm still. I don't. I'm just a beginner. I'm right. just learning. I don't feel comfortable all the time, and I, I think the, you know, with with people starting out, especially kind of not to diss the, the current culture, but it's the, the more the immediate. I want to get into the famous. I want to blow up. I want to do this, and with art, it's like any other skill. It, you need to put in your time. You need to have a voice. You need to figure out what your voice is. So many people out there copy other art or I like this or, which is great and it's a good practice that's how the master started they you know you know masters right. took apprentices on and you paint the way I paint and then but then at some point you need to find your own voice and that's kind of my journey I'm trying to find my own voice and and be uh you know and, and the nice thing is I help people along the way very but also I'm trying to help myself and develop and right
0: yeah. um now you were born in Addison
1: I was born in Cook County Hospital, downtown Chicago, in Chicago. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm but, Illinois, but
0: grew up in Addison. Yeah.
1: Um, what's the
0: What are the similarities of any from the Addison story to the Aurora story? Anything between the two?
1: It, it's Midwest. It's it, it's Illinois. It's hard work culture. Mm-hmm. It's very blue collar. I lived unincorporated Addison, so it was uh, for those who knew the area. Uh, Army Trail and Swift Road in that corner, which is unincorporated. It's between, like, Addison and Bloomingdale, and it was all just farmland. Like, we grew up on, it was a couple acres of land. Mm -hmm. Everybody, it was, you know, it was very sparse where I lived. used to go out and go hiking, run out, play, do whatever, build forts. It was really out in the country at the time. And it's similar to Aurora in the fact that, It's it's hard to see beyond the town, and what I mean by that is, if you're in a small midwestern town, not that it were a small, second largest city in Illinois, but it's also it's how do you know? I want to better myself. I want to get out. I want to do something else. And I felt very trapped, like oh, I'm just gonna stay here and this is all I'm gonna do the rest of my life. I get it. I'm gonna get a job in a factory. I'm gonna go in construction, which was a big push my dad had going mm-hmm. to construction, it's a good job. It's very hard to go, what is my dream? What makes me happy? and follow it. And I think that's the same culture in, in Aurora, in, in St. Charles and Batavia. A lot of these Midwesterners, like, okay, are we gonna stay here? What do I do? And at the end of the day, I think you have to like kind of reach out. People have to. Go, it's bigger than Aurora. It's bigger than Illinois. It's, but you could do whatever you want. You're not just like, I don't have to stay in this town. Or you could stay in this town and still make your dreams happen. What did you want to be as a young man? I always, here's the thing I always, people go, why'd you want to be an artist? I said, I didn't want to be an artist. I had to be an artist. And you'll find that out from most artists. If they could be other things, <laughs> they might, because being an artist is not easy. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of challenges and it's something you, it's a calling like anything else. You have to want to do it. You have to have the dedication to put in. Um, growing up, like I said, my dad was in construction, all his brothers, all my family were in construction. It was just inevitable. Bef- when I was 13 years old, I could go on a job site and drive a D8 dozer. I could drive a uh, 18 wheeler, a uh, dump truck. I could do all this stuff. My dad I was, like, groomed to be in in construction, and I just knew that that's great for some people. You know, the day I was born, the 150 union guy presented my dad a card with my name on it when I was born. So I was kind of destined to go into construction, and it's just, it's not what I wanted. I wanted to to be creative. I wanted to get paid for my ideas. I always call myself a um, creative professional because I've held so many different jobs in my life. But they're all creative based. I've worked as a graphic designer. I've worked in art galleries. Um, I'm currently, uh, you know, a senior producer for a uh, one of the four big accounting firms, and I run their day-to-day operations for their video department. So, but the idea of getting paid for your ideas—not that oh, I sell X amount of paintings, or I I, I knit, or I make clothes—but it's your ideas that people buy. I get what you mean. My dad
0: was an iron worker, local union number one. And go. everything in the house was local union number one. Yeah. The calendar. Mm-hmm. His helmets from when he first started to his journey.
1: Yeah.
0: T-shirts, he didn't fit no more. The first one he got at the conference, whatever the heck it was. Yeah. And he was always preaching. Only had one job my whole life. You want a good job? Iron, iron yeah. worker. And um, yeah. It's like you're groomed for something. But I knew, what I, I knew as a young man, like, I didn't want to do that. It didn't seem that cool. I mean, it seemed cool for him, but, like, I wanted more, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. What that more was, you know, you don't really know. I, One does not know when you're 13 uh, years old.
1: Exactly. I, I knew I wanted to be an artist. Right. I didn't know what that meant. Sure. Of course. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, you know <laughs> where my... This sounds so weird, but I knew about painters... Not from going to art galleries, not from going to shows, from good times. Right. JJ Walker on good times yep. painted yep. and I was like, oh that's cool. I want to paint. That that's something and I knew that I had an ability. I was always drawing in notebooks as a kid. I was always, you know, looking at stuff, drawing, and not a lot of support from my family, because like I said, they're like, yeah, that's that's a fun hobby you have. Right. But. Get a real job. Get a real job. Of course. And that, that was always, my entire life, what's your fallback? I don't have a fallback because I don't take jobs I'm not happy with. Some, some artists you, that I talk to, they're like, oh, yeah, I've got this 9 to 5 job and I do that, but then I come home and i be an artist and that's my creativity. I've always taken jobs where I'm creative during the day and then I'm creative at night. I love my job. I love what I do. I love working in the video field. Before that, I loved being a graphic designer. Before that, I loved working in an art gallery because it was all about, you're paying me for my ideas. You're paying for me for my creativity. And that's kind of the key. You need to figure out what skill you have that makes you different than everybody else and people will pay for it. You know, so many artists like have jobs they hate going to. I love my job. Right. You know, people are like, oh, you, you should quit your job and do this other thing full-time. I'm like, I'm doing it both. Right. I love both things. Growing up, what impact did your mom have in your life? i got to say, she was the most supportive of the entire family. Never quite understood and was always super worried. But I think in the back of my mind, she knew, well, he could always fall back into construction. But she never pushed it where everybody else was like, you're just you're going in. It's not even a discussion. Biggest fight me and my dad ever had when I graduated high school. I said I'm going to art school in Florida. He goes, No, you're going down to the Union Hall and getting a job. And respect to those people built America. You know, every time you go to the airport and you park in that parking structure, my dad built that. You go to Grant Park Band Shelter downtown. My dad put that in. You walk in the streets of Michigan Avenue, the one mag mile. My dad put those in those uh, sidewalks in in the '60s. Bussy Woods, uh, uh, that big forest preserve. For her, up oh yeah, I know. Yep. With all the retention ponds and the locks and dams, my dad built that. So th- that's that was the mentality. You do this, you build a thing, and then you retire, and that's it. But I wanted to, you know, my mom was supportive enough to go. I don't know, I don't have a concept of what he wants to do because I didn't have a concept of exactly what I want to do. But she's like, as long as he's happy. And he, in the back of her mind, she always knew that I could probably fall back in this. And when I came back to Chicago uh, from art school, I started trying to get into art galleries. Nobody wanted to touch me with a 10-foot pole. They didn't like my stuff. So I got with a bunch of other artists. And we're like, "Well, just put on our own stuff. We would find... We would rent out VFW halls. We would rent, you know, find uh, e- empty buildings mm-hmm. and put on art shows, what the, the people call pop-ups now. Right. We would do that, but this was 20 years ago. Right, yeah. We would find a, just, they just call it that now. Yeah, to, but play. I was doing it. We would get yeah. 20 artists, have a little you know, set up, find a couple bands that, you know, because there's always creative people out there that, hey, I don't have a venue, but I want to do this. So my group, we were called Subterra, Subterra Underground. We thought we were so clever. Subterra? Yeah, Subterra, because we were like, what should we call ourselves? And um, it was a group of, you know, really good artists, but we just planned these events and did it. And just and that's how I started getting noticed. And then I did started, you know, because getting noticed back in the day before Instagram, before social media, it was more of a challenge to get in. Now... Like, if I would do a show back in the day, I would work six months to get 15, 20 pieces. A show would happen. If you're lucky, a couple hundred people would come there. You make some sales. That's it. Now I do a piece. As soon as I'm done, I post it on Instagram. The entire world could see it. Right. Build it up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, so I'm a huge advocate of social media if you're an artist. I'm a big advocate of Instagram for an artist because that's how I started. That's how I started making sales. That's how I got back into art after my hiatus from painting. I've always been creative. But getting on Instagram and people go, hey, is that for sale? I'm like, sure. Yeah, it is. And some artists go, oh, I would never sell my work or I'm keeping this. I'm like, no, no, I'm a creator. Hmm. Once I'm done with it, I love my art. I love what I do. When I'm done with it, I want to do the next thing. And I have a very short attention span, so my pieces don't take me really long to do because I get bored with them right away. Because I always think about, what oh, I'm going to do this next piece, and I'm going to do this next piece. So I have to only work on something two or three days, and then it's got to be done because I'm, I, I lose focus.
0: Um, so you graduated from Glenbard North? Yeah. Uh, then you go to our school in Florida. Yes. What
1: part of Florida? Uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It was the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale. Don't don't bother looking it up because it's (laughs) no longer existing.
0: Um, What was it like going down there being a Midwest kid and an iron in in Florida?
1: Uh, It was interesting. I didn't have the best art school experience because the art school did not prepare you for what's next. Isn't that what an art school supposed to right. do? Well, and, and that goes on. I was listening to uh, one of your previous guests mm-hmm. about financial literacy. Yeah, it's not taught in school. It's not. Yes. And with art school, and, and it might be different now. Granted, I'm, I'm, I'm gray hair. I'm long in the tooth. I went to art school a while ago,
0: but it was long in the tooth. That's a boy. That's a country term right there. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I want to, you know. Th- back in the day they didn't teach you they're like oh this is how you do this thing right okay but how do i then generate that into an art career or you know and i had to take it upon myself okay i graduated i've got this paper that says i graduated art school well what does that mean you got to get a job and i luckily we had a portfolio review and a ad agency saw me and picked me up that first night. First night, uh, we had a portfolio review. It's it's when all the seniors come in. Okay, they put out all their artwork and potential buyers and parents gotcha. and, okay. and and employers come in and see all this. Uh, I thought you
0: meant like your first night at art no, no. school. Like this brother's got good luck. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: They uh, so it's senior. You're about to graduate, and right. lucky enough, I was one of the few people that got a job right out of school. And I've never not been in art since. It's one of my proudest things is the last non-creative job I had was I worked as a bouncer in a bar during art school and that was the last time I didn't get paid for my ideas. I've, I've always been in the creative field in one way or the other my entire life. And I'm old.
0: I can imagine that you didn't like being a bouncer.
1: It was an when I told my dad, Hey, I'm going to art school, I didn't have money to go to art school. I didn't have there was they weren't I had no financial support from my family. What year were we talking? Uh eighty-four. Okay. Um and what and I was down I had a little bit of savings, which I blew and I was about to get kicked out of art school. I had that pink notice on your door saying, go to the financial office. And I needed to get a job. And I knew that making minimum wage at, like, a uh, fast food place wasn't going to get me the money I needed. for lucky-
0: minimum wage.
1: Right. And lucky enough, I was in a bar probably a night before... And I helped them break up a fight. There was a fight going on at the bar. I helped break it up. The guy's like, hey, you want a job here? Well, back in the day, Fort Lauderdale was known for spring break. And we were making a lot of money. The bar was making a lot of money. So he's like, hey, you can work as much as you want. So that's how I put myself through college. I have zero college debt. I paid for my college just through working in bars and... Body garden and things like that, that you do in Miami during the 80s, and, um, but yeah, one, once I, once I left there, I got, uh, my first job was an ad agency being an artist, a uh, grunt work in Florida, in Florida, so, worked a few jobs, worked at a print shop, um, and then I really wanted to get back to the Midwest, Florida wasn't really for me, it was too hot, it was just, you know, so, um, there was a my sister sent me a uh, job opening. she was working at osco drug in oakbrook and they needed a graphic designer and i you know i talked to the people over the phone so i had a job waiting for me when i came back so i just moved back here got the job and i've been here ever since
0: so you are doing uh you said ad work at Oakbrook Osco? Yeah, was I was it? doing okay.
1: that. Back in the day, you would get these little flyer, you know, in the Sunday paper when yeah. people used to get papers, and, you know, their ads. They needed to be laid out. They needed to be designed. So that was you were
0: responsible be, for that.
1: Yeah, they needed to be drawn. The, uh, before all the, fu- once again, showing my age, back in the day, everything had to be line art. All the, the pictures were drawn out. They'd get a new product, they'd get a new a uh, pencil sharpener that they were selling and here's the product and we'd have to draw it and put right. it in the ad and I was one of those guys drawing. It. I was laying it out then I went to draw it, and then I worked there for a year, found a better job at uh, another graphics place, found a better job. Then I worked at an art gallery for a while because I started going into, um, you know, I was trying to get more into the art scene here and I was looking around and One thing led to another, talked to a guy, he's like, hey, there's this opening at this art gallery, worked for Don Austin Galleries for a little while. When they went defunct, um, I just walked across, I'm like, what's the closest gallery? And it was um, Martin Lawrence Galleries in Woodfield. And I walked across the street and I told the gallery director, hey, this is who I am, this is what I do. She talked to me for five minutes, she's like, start tonight. So I started working in an art gallery, and I worked there for years and then i went back to graphic design worked at uh, mcneil hospital in berwyn okay. as a graphic designer and then a couple other places and then i moved into the uh, uh, the accounting firm place where i started there in graphics and i moved into the videography end of it always been in love with videos used to always make my own videos things like that and it was just kind of a kind of a natural transition it was back in the day when videos were just Starting it was pre YouTube, pre everything, but I saw hey, video is going to be super important for everybody, and now's the time to get into it because mm-hmm. not a lot of people because it was all based on internet speeds. People were on fifty-six k, you know, modems. They weren't going to watch videos. Not, but I knew that it was going to evolve, so I got into it early. What and, year is this? We're talking. Oh God, fifteen years ago, probably uh, fifteen. 13, 15 years ago, I I connected with another guy at my company who was really into animation, flash design, things like that, and I told him, hey, I do videos, and he did, you know, we got together, and um, now uh, that company has their own video department, and, you know. So now at this time, you're not living in
0: Aurora yet. Right. Okay. What do you know of Aurora at this time? Had you any friends? Had you ever oh, yeah. come out this way?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well living in Anderson because because we all played each other in sports and everything else, we would come to each other's area. Come, okay. You know, so we would be here. The casino when I got older, the casino was here. When the casino opened up, I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna roll there and yeah, so I've been in and out of Aurora my entire life. Okay. You know, and it was just, um, you know, it's something that this area, as much as I'm like, I'm going to get out. Like, when I live, when I grew up, I'm like, I'm going to get out of Illinois. This is, just pulled me back. It was like where I was meant to be. Yeah. And the thing is, you can be here and follow your dreams, especially nowadays. You know, you can with uh, social media, with the Internet, with, with now with people working from home and, and that whole culture is you can really live anywhere and follow your dreams. You don't, hey, if I want to go in the movies, I have to move to California. Or if I'm going into this, I have to move to New York or I have to go to Paris. You don't necessarily have to, you know. Oh, I want to be a stand-up comedian. Oh, I've got to be on the road. I've got to do this. Being on TikTok, there's people blowing up all over the place, just leveraging social media from their homes. Right. Uh, no, I do believe, to your earlier
0: point, that if, if one is dedicated, you know, whatever your craft may be, like, stick with it, and, you know, the, the, it will pay off. You don't have to, like you said, you know. I lived in California, and it was amazing how many people were not from California. Right. People were from Connecticut. This guy's mm-hmm. from Delaware. You know, but they took that proverbial, they, you know, they mm-hmm. packed it all in that yeah. Saturn and drove well, from Maine to, right. to, yeah, to California, you know, and, and to chase that dream.
1: It, it is a big risk, and it, I, mean, I was back in art school, once again, not the greatest experience, but I had a really good professor. And him and I were standing around, and this freshman came up to him and started talking and wanted a critique of his artwork, and he goes, your stuff sucks. You shouldn't even be here. You should go. And I didn't say anything. I was just looking at him. I was like, man, this kid came to you for help. And you're like, and he was good. Like, I looked at his stuff. I was like, this stuff was good. And the kid went away. I'm like, what the heck was that about? He goes, if I could convince him to not be an artist, he shouldn't be an artist. He goes, it's... It's a dedication. It's a calling. You have to have a thick skin. You're going to get more no's than yes. You're going to get more people going, I don't like your artwork. Right. Then, so it is that dedication you have to put in. And some of the, they, they, I know a lot of very talented artists that nobody's ever heard of. They don't want to go on because they don't have the drive to really go out and put themselves out there. People don't want to do interviews. They don't, hey, you know, I don't want to talk about myself. I'm shy. I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. But I know to do this, I need to get over that home. It's right. a thing that you need to do. Right. I'm not the most talented artist. But when you talk to me, you won't think that because, right. you know, it's part of the, uh, you know, the P.T. Barnum showmanship of it, in my opinion.
0: Uh you know, yeah, brother,
1: you're right. Nobody you will are promote right. you, you are right. like yourself. A good friend of mine had um, a gallery downtown. And he was a great artist. His cousin was a businessman. Um, and he's like, "Hey, I've got money, I've got money saved up. I want to open this gallery. I'm going to handle the artists. I'm going to handle all the creative side, and you handle all the business." This is his cousin. One day I came to his gallery. We're going to have a show. And we're, him and I were just chopping it up. Oh, we're going to do this. And he seemed really mad. I was like, what's wrong? He goes, yeah, we're we're not going to have your show. I'm like, what happened? His cousin, who didn't have like a good credit score, so everything was in Tom's name, mm-hmm. his cousin embezzled all his money, ran up his credit, and then took off. So that was a good lesson for me is... Nobody will promote, like, keep an eye on the business side. Nobody will promote you like yourself. Nobody will take care of you like yourself. It's great to have help, but make sure, don't be blind on it. He had blinders on. Oh, this guy's going to take care of me, and I'm going to do this. Really, really keep your eye on everything. There's the business side of art, which some artists are not good at. I'm not a great artist, but I try to have that balance of, I know the business side, I know what I need to do to level up, and a lot of artists just don't, you know, it, it, it's challenging because you do have to learn. It's another skill. Being an artist is being a good painter, sculptor, fabric maker, whatever. Being a creative professional means you need to know every aspect of it. I need to know the business side. I need to know the creative. I need to know the promotional. How would you come up with the name Thalo Halo. What is that? Halo, Halo. Uh, I always laugh because my daughter's like,
0: I've heard you tell that story a million times.
1: Um, It it goes back, I'm trying to pay homage to the graffiti artist that I grew up watching and, and loving, that graffiti artists always have a tag, they always have a name. And it's never, somebody once asked me, why don't graffiti artists really sign their work with their own name? They'd get more recognition. I'm like, because it's against the law and tag, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so Jane yeah, Smith. And here's my address. and here's <laughs> So everybody would have a tag. They'd have a name. And I needed something. And when I was in school, uh, the Blues Brothers was big. And there was a guy in the Blues Brothers band, Blue Lou. My name was Lou, so I got people who just call me Blue Lou or Luther Blue or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my last name is Gabriel. So I was like, okay, Blue, Gabriel. Well, Thalo is a color of blue, and Halo goes over an angel. My last name is Gabriel. So it kind of worked that way, Thalo Halo. I like it. I and, like you know, it. And then when I got on Instagram, it was a kind of a, you know... What what do I call myself? Because I do want to keep this separate from my work. I never, sure. you know, because I get paid, you know, to do a job, and I want to do it well, and I focus on that when I'm there, and when I'm off, I do this. So I kind of, like, I've got two separate desks. If you look at my studio, like, this is what I do at this time, and over here on this side of the studio, this is what I do over here. It's right. like taking off one hat, putting on another hat. So, yeah, the Thalo Halo thing just came from... And it sounded good, and it was available. I have Thalo... Ha- hey, shameless promotion. Go to ThaloHalo.com yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, find me on Instagram, at ThaloHalo. Those are the two big uh, things you can reach me at.
0: I love Instagram. Instagram is the coolest app. Like, I love the gram. The gram is so much fun. It, it is.
1: It is a great way to meet people locally, yep. and then also meet people globally yeah i mean i've met people in in russia in the uk all over the place central south america that i would have never talked to in a million years how would i find these people in japan in in the entire asia market i've got followers and it's great to connect with people some are artists some are just fans of my work and it's really great because they could hit me up on dms and i try to follow you know i try to hit people back Sometimes it's a, oh, I really like your work. How did you do this? Sometimes it's a, just complimentary, you know. And I've had a really positive experience with that. Uh, I know some people, oh, Instagram, people are mean or this or that. I've had a very positive experience because I try to stay positive. Right. You know, it's, yeah, help people out when you can. Uh, The rising water lifts all boats. If I get better, you get better, we all get better.
0: Um, So on... uh in regards to locally, the first time I met you was a first Friday event at Cottonseed Creative Exchange.
1: Cottonseed Creative Exchange. Um, Crea- you had a Cottonseed Artist Creative Exchange. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: You had a pop up going on there with yep. some other artists. Yep. Um And from what I saw when we walked in, you had a really good reception, really good turnout that night. Yeah, for the, for it, the community.
1: It was really great. I had not done like I said. I did those pop ups like twenty years ago. Right. And um, the owner of the store said, hey, we're starting First Fridays again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you want to be in it? And in my head, I said no. And then um, my oh, friend that was, well, because it's something that I wasn't comfortable with. But I'm in this artist group, shout out to Monstrous Art Clan. And uh, one of the other members is local, DZ, uh, at DZ Halasi. And she's like, I'm doing it, so you're doing it. I was like, okay, I'll do it with you. Like, if I, if I, if I didn't have her pushing me to do it, I probably wouldn't have done it um, for multiple reasons. COVID, just being uncomfortable. Also, my work, I paint. I don't have, like, I didn't have a lot of smaller things. I didn't know what I was going to do. There was a lot so. of I, I didn't know. But I did it. And it was great. And, and I wanted to support the store because they supported me. I mean, I I reached out to them and I said, hey, my friend's in your store, she sells, and I was, hey, are you interested in my work? I showed them some stuff, and I thought they were going to hang up a painting. Like, yeah, and I would have been thrilled with that. And I talked to Yvonne, great, super great woman, and she's like, well, you know, maybe we could do, you know, I I went in and talked to her, I'm like, well, maybe we could put something over here, and there was a lot of we didn't know what we were going to do, and then she ended up giving me a big wall. If you go into Cotton as soon as you walk in to the right, you will see a big wall. Mm-hmm. Number one, you can't miss my pieces, because you might not like them, but they are loud and colorful. Oh, yeah, they stand out. So um, she's like, oh, you could have this wall, and I, I'm like, I'll take it, and I just, you know, uh, and then it's like, she's like, well, you could put some stuff in the window. I'm like, yeah, I will. I mean, I loaded up my car. Because I didn't know what I was going to bring. So I figured, well, I'll bring a lot of stuff. But I, I'll just put up, you know, whatever she wants. I wanted, I mean, she was super cool, is super cool to me. So I wanted to be uh, accommodating to her. And she's like, no, do whatever you want. Fill up the wall, do whatever. So I did that. And, um, yeah, people came out on First Fridays. Uh, coming up, you got a First Friday coming up in May. Yeah, go it. out to the store. Go out to Aurora. See the galleries. Go out, uh, interact. Uh, Be safe, social distance, wear a mask, but get out and support your local stores. Um, Another place I'm in, I'm in Galish Mortals in St. Charles. It's another um, art gallery. They lean very heavily on, um, I don't want to say Halloween, but when you think of Dracula, when you think of um, Frankenstein, when you think of Little Shop of Horrors, when you think they cater to that and they they have i have a whole section of wall there i have a great display because uh my the stuff that i focus on there is the simpsons treehouse of horrors oh i loved it every year the simpsons do a, Hol- a halloween special mm-hmm. and, and there's 30 plus years of material there and uh when i talked to dove about getting into her place i said hey i want to do this she's like and i showed her my work and one of them was a simpsons piece She's like, oh, that's really cool. Do you have more of these? I go, I will. Right. And I went, and she's like, well, you could, you know, it was another one of these things. Well, maybe they'll put one of my prints out, and I'll be happy. She's like, well, maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do this. And I ended up, she's like, oh, you could have this big, big section that's bigger than this table. And I go, uh, she's like, oh, we could put up a little sign. I go, can I make my own sign? And she's like, "Yeah, it'll save me. You know, knock yourself out. As long as," it... and I have this giant lit up sign um, cool. that I made myself. And she's like, "People go into that place just to get their picture in front of the sign in my artwork."
0: Ghoulish Mortals in St. Charles. Yeah,
1: downtown St. Charles, Ghoulish Mortals, and like I said, it's it, it's not scary. It's not scary stuff. Like it's kid friendly. They have. They have kids' events and stuff in the basement. they've got it like if gotcha. you want to do a kid's birthday party and stuff but it's it's beyond it, it's beyond just a gallery feeling because it, it's you have to go to get the experience because they've got little like sections of here's the you know Freddie uh, nightmare on Elm Street section here's the, the and it, they have the displays built out and it's really cool like I said, if you haven't been there downtown St. Charles definitely go there's so many good artists uh in there and they carry some and they're all prints they're not original so everything is affordable you know you uh, i'm i'm going to come up with a line of buttons and stickers and stuff that i'm going to sell there so go there if you're into any of the kind of more creepy fun halloween stuff go there they do uh like i said it's a great display just to even walk around but you you're not going to be able to walk out of there without getting something same thing with cotton seed there's it's not just hey it's an art gallery here's a painting there's so many different artists in there there's so many different takes uh perry slade stuff's in there great great photographer Mm -hmm. uh like i said my uh my homegirl dz halasi stuff is in there cartoon stickers really interesting uh artwork um tyler's work tyler you had on the show
0: oh yeah and friend, his, yep. his
1: artwork and his shirts are up there. Uh, really cool stuff. So it, it's kind of like a general store for creative people.
0: Like you walk like in there story. and
1: yeah. you're, you're not going to be able to not find something you like. That's a lot of double negatives all in that sentence. But you'll walk in there and something will go, oh, that's dope. i got to have that. What does America mean to you? What does America mean to me? It, it's interesting when... When people ask me, like, "Oh, well, what nationality you are?" I did one of those trace things, you know, ancestry.com an ancestry thing. thing. I traced us back to 1628. We were here. My family came over really early, and in my family, and I was looking. It's like we've been involved. We were involved in the Revolutionary War. We were involved in, you know, the just all the it it means that it means freedom. It means opportunity. Um, I had the privilege to the company that I currently work for uh, donated uh, a bunch of money in schooling and financial literacy information to um, the city of uh, the country of Belize, but Belize City, and I was able to go down there and do a documentary on everything that we did to support. And I really hadn't been out, I'm kind of a Midwestern kid, I really haven't been out of the country that much. We used to go to like Mexico, but it was resort town stuff. I you know, I never really and I got to go to Belize City to do some documentaries. And to see, wow, this you know America is so different. We're so privileged, we're so lucky to be here. And it's a look of a draw. I didn't pick to live in America, I was born here. But I feel honored to be uh, respect to all the people, service people, you included, former Navy man, everybody that involved. I had a lot of a lot of my family members were in the military, and um, you know, just th- there is uh, like I said, freedom in the one word, right. freedom to be who you want to be. Can it be better? Of course it can. Mm-hmm. Does it need change? Of course it does. But when you look at where other countries are we're i don't think we appreciate where we are in the luxuries that we have and it was based on people's service i mean shout out to all the first responders especially during this pandemic i mean we were able i mean i can't imagine living in how other countries dealt with that because we've got this infrastructure and we've got the support and we've got i mean Depending on what your political views are, it's been a little shaky. But I think that you know, America in general, it's filled with great people. And if you, I, I've been lucky enough to kind of travel the country and I've seen around, and it's a beautiful country. I mean, there's just and and not just aesthetically, the people are beautiful. Right. I mean, there's a lot of talk about well, there's this hate and that hate, but there's also a lot of love. There's a lot of love in this country. People love to you know just share their experiences. The people love to uh, help people out i mean that that's the one thing that I've noticed. yeah, there's negatives, yeah, it could be better N- not denying that. but in America, I mean, like i said this is this is all I really know. I've had a very small experience going, but I feel honored to live here, um you know. Get out and vote. I'm a big, big advocate of get the vote out. Get your voice heard. Mm-hmm. Be part of the process. Don't sit and complain that, oh, this sucks. Did you vote? No. No, get out and vote. You, your, voice is a, your voice matters.
0: Um, so besides Instagram, how can people find out about your work and check you out and, and uh, get in contact with you?
1: Okay, shameless promotion time. We should have a little stinger. <laughs> shameless promotion. Um, you can always reach out to me on Instagram, at ThaloHalo. Um you can also go to thalohalo.com. Okay. You can also go to uh reach out to me at cottonseed. Um my work is on their website and physically walk into the store. I'm a big advocate of walking in. Right. If you're local, go there. Go there on first Fridays. You know, get out and see what they have. They're gonna have artists. I I won't be there this one. I was on the last First Fridays. Uh, the next one in June, they have the Art Ramble going on. I'll uh, yeah, I'll be represented there. So, um, and then also, you know, Ghoulish Mortals, go on their website. If you're local, go to the store. Because you might like my work, not like my work. Go experience it, because you'll find other stuff that you'll like. You might even like my work, hey, I went to Ghoulish Mortals... Um, And, oh, I dig your stuff, but I also found Chris Aminga's there and Albright's there and all these other great artists that are there, that are national artists. Some of them, you know, there are some local artists at Ghoulish Mortals, but there are also some really big national artists that are there. So you can reach out to me there. I'm going to be, I've got three other stores that I'm talking to currently that by the summer hopefully I'll be in there. Uh, I've got a big show planned for this fall that we're, Because of the pandemic, we're waiting for dates to get cleared up, but as soon as the dates are available, I'll be announcing it on Instagram, and then it'll be on my website and everywhere. But the easiest thing to do to find me is uh, I post quite a bit on Instagram, and then also ThaloHalo.com.
0: And then uh, this interview as well, folks can learn
1: about you. Um, And here! Yep. yep. And go follow. If you don't listen to Good Morning Aurora, you're missing out. I didn't know about Good Morning Aurora. And then I was like, wow, okay. I checked this out. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this. I didn't... Man, this guy's funny. Thank you, hey, brother. This Thank you. Guy... This guy's interesting. This is just not... I'm like, wow, okay, this is cool. Because I was like... Uh, Yvonne told me, oh, she was on it. And then I watched hers. And then I watched Tyler's. I was like, cherry picking. Yeah. <laughs> i like, oh, I know that guy. I'm not going to listen to... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to financial... Oh, wow, that's really interesting. Oh, wow, that's really... And then you just... Yeah, so if uh, shout out to the uh, city of Aurora, city by the fox, the city that always rocks. Check out Good Morning uh, Aurora.
0: So you got stuff coming up, and we wish you the very best. Thank and we would like to, uh, we'll be interested to shout you out and uh, highlight what you got going on, and then see you again hopefully in the future. And I'll be checking out uh, Ghoulish Mortals. Um, so the show ends on a positive note. Okay what is your message today for the people of
1: Aurora people of Aurora it, it, it always I always think um, I watch Jesus Amiro and, and they always what would your neon sign be it would be about love and change there's nothing we can't do with love and change you, you that's unstoppable if you have love and if you're positive you can change the world Hate is horrible in every aspect of it. Be on the positive tip. Be on the love. You know, it's very easy to be negative. It's very easy to look at a lot of horrible things that's happened and quite recently and sure. look at it and go, man, this sucks. And that stay in the positive tip. And you know, love and change will get us through.
0: On behalf of Good Morning Aurora, we appreciate your time coming in here and talking to us.
1: I'm honored, and I want to thank you for it. This is great. I had a great time chatting with you. I'm
0: glad you did, brother. I'm glad you did. And I look forward to a part two in the very near future. Uh, folks, don't forget, check out Ghoulish Mortals, Downtown St. Charles, Monsters Art Clan, shouts out. And also, don't forget to go into Cotton sea Creative Exchange, 8 North Broadway. Correct. And that's where you can find um, Deezy Halasi and Thalo Halo's artwork. Uh, when you guys go in there and then stay tuned for first Fridays, not this next one, but in yeah, definitely in the future. definitely
1: go out there. I mean, like I said, I respect, I love when people come out and see mm-hmm. me, but support the store, support the other artists. And then in June, like I said, more than likely because I'm part of their ramble in June, um, I'll be there. And then check out ThaloHalo.com. Outstanding. All right. All of you
0: guys be blessed, be motivated, be positive. And love and change is the message of the day. Peace.